Hello and welcome to the Phantom Podcast. Hi there, I'm Griffin. I'm David. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Episode 8? Episode... Episode 8! Eight. Eight. Episode, episode 8! Eight. Episode V-I-I-I. Oh, it's just so far in the future. Yes. Um... This, of course, is the podcast where we talk about Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, well, the the Star Wars movie, the Phantom Menace, right? The Phantom Menace. Um, it was the one Star Wars movie made. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes I, I, I just call it Star Wars, you know, just for brevity's sake. For sure. Well, yeah. yeah. Why wouldn't you call the first film in a franchise just Star Wars? Why right. would you need a subtitle? Because George Lucas had a lot of plans. He had a lot of plans. He had big epic plans for where the series was going to go, and he never got to fulfill. As far as we know, any of them. Yep. As far as we know. Yeah. Uh, but we do our research. We do our research. I just feel like sometimes I get so sleepy. Yeah, sure. Um, so we uh, talk about uh, The Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. George Lucas's uh, fourth uh, feature film. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Wait, THX we have, 1138. THX 1138. Okay. That was one. That American was Graffiti. Great film. <sighs> There's another one. I There's always forget. one more, and then he made The Phantom Menace. Yeah. There was a gap in between. There was uh, one somewhere between like movie, 1975 yeah. and 1999. There was one other film. I don't remember what it yeah. was. Yeah, is it about like Stalinist Russia or something? Probably something boring like yeah, that. Yeah, um, ST is definitely the first two letters. That guy needs to learn how to make a crowd pleaser. I will yeah. say. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he he never really settled down uh, and uh, got his head out of the clouds. But yeah, um, but this was that movie. Uh, it was self financed uh, with the yep. hundred million dollars that the well, Hasbro toy company to this gave him. Um, and so essentially the merchandise, the cart came before the horse, the merchandise paid for the movie that was then going to result. I don't know why any company would pay a hundred million dollars for the first film in a franchise that is totally untested. But I mean, I don't know. We have the figures, but we have the box office figures. It was probably, it was probably a successful move on is Hasbro's part. I think they overestimated demand. But you don't think they sold some toys? They did. They did, but they shipped way too many. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. So there's some landfill somewhere with like a bunch of like uh uh Gragras right. filling up a ditch. For any other Gragra actually wasn't released until two thousand seven. Okay. okay. But for okay. any okay. other film okay. in a franchise, I know because I waited. Uh for any other film, uh the merchandise sales would have been through the roof. Yeah. The expectations. Right. Oh, the expectations I see. Yeah. were way too high. They produced too many, they sent too many to stores, and so a lot of them were put on the discount. This is all important for today's episode because I don't want to speak for everyone but I think I speak for everyone I say that everyone loves this podcast I mean 100% approval rating is that what you're talking about yeah people are going bananas or do you mean that everyone on earth listens to it both right and they all love it everyone loves it yeah everyone seven billion thumbs up anybody who's anybody and I'm not saying like anyone who's important I'm saying literally anybody who is a body yeah and has an iPod this pod or an Android, who cares? We're we're you know not not platformist. No, absolutely not. I used um, to own an Android. Oh Jesus Christ! Not anymore. Okay. So I used to own a Zune. I didn't own it. Zoom. Really? I'm just kidding. Android, Android. Uh, uh, the the mere company name, um, <laughs> comes from the droids of the Star Wars films. They pay a royalty. Do you know this? I, I had no. Is that true? The Android <laughs> company pays a royalty to George. Why Lucas. didn't they just George Lucas won? George Lucas knows how to make a buck. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Um, but uh, two, they couldn't have just called it something else. Jeez. They could have called it TC14. They could have. Oh, God, I want to fuck that phone. Um, TC14 is uh, the best. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got this wrong. They don't pay a royalty to the Android phone. It was the Motorola Droid. 
Oh, Do you that right. Phone from yes, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was an Android phone. Right, but it was just called the Droid. This he is, owns the word Droid. So so far, we've said on this podcast that it's the best podcast ever, and everyone loves it. And then we talked about droids for five minutes. This is the worst podcast in the world. This is actually, but like jokes aside, this is actually maybe the number one worst podcast. I, I think existed. I think so. I think I think we're we're pretty proud standard bearers of that title. I think so. Um, one of the things that people love about this podcast, okay. Is merchandise spotlight. It's it's one of our favorite recurring features. And people stop me on the street and they go, Griff, how come some episodes don't have a merchandise spotlight? I can't even go on the street anymore, by the way. It's tough. People are angry because we do it sometimes. We don't do it every time. We've done it most times, though. Most times, a couple times, there just wasn't natural segue, and a couple times I forgot. And but, it's like a couple times you talk for 40 minutes about a certain toy. Sometimes I do that. Yes. Sometimes I do that. One, that's, today is going to be one of those times. Well, yeah, today is bum, 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 bum. the merchandise spotlight spotlight. <laughs> this whole episode is a spotlight on the merchandise spotlight. Now, some of That's you what may, we're calling it? Yeah, the merchandise spotlight spotlight. Okay. Some of you may say, what? That sounds like a thing you would only devote a full episode to when you realize that this concept is running a little thin. That <laughs> some of you may say, sweaty. closes podcast app, deletes episode, <laughs> waits till next week. Maybe that one will be better. Some of you might verbalize <laughs> that. You might say that. But please, you can say it. Don't do it. Don't delete the app. No, don't do it. This episode's going to blow your mind. This Don't delete the app. Jeez. This episode's going to be fun. We should have our own app. We should have our own app. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, my roommate's an app programmer. We could maybe get What the hell? It. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm slacking off on that. Um, but but it is worth mentioning here before we get into the merchandise. We are sick and tired of this fucking movie. This is getting to a point. I can, I can barely stand to think about this movie anymore. We reached out to the Ben Deucer, a.k.a. the Pro Doer, a.k.a. Producer Ben, the Poet, Poet Laureate of Hello, the Phantom Fennel. Podcast. Hello, Fennel himself. Hello, Fennel himself. How you doing, fellas? <laughs> doing pretty good. Pretty yeah. exhausted, disgusted <laughs> with this movie. But ben, yeah, Ben, you watched the movie once, right? I, I sure did. Yeah, yeah. Yep. you I watched left it, it at the one. one time. Yeah. Right. And you do have to listen to us talking about it. Every I do week. have to edit you guys, and I will mention that usually it's a uh, Monday morning, mm. and uh, sometimes this guy gets a little tired. He gets, he gets a little, little snoozy. Yeah, yep. I believe it. I believe it. I, I can Yeah, I also believe that. Um, but we just want to assure you, this podcast isn't going anywhere just because the very words the Phantom Menace brings bile into my throat. Right. We're doing a couple more episodes. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah we're we're gonna uh, milk a little more blood out of this stone. Oh. And uh, once once that is done, we're we're gonna keep shop. You might have noticed on iTunes, we're not listed as the Phantom Podcast. We're listed as Griffin and David Presents. That's Which makes us super accessible. A, a larger branding initiative. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll move on to talk about other stuff. I don't know what else we're going to talk about. It's, you know, we can't move on to the Star Wars saga because it's a one and done. Yeah, uh, they pulled a real producer Ben on making I'm gonna, these films. Honestly, I'll do one more sweep just to double check things. But I think, unfortunately, Phantom Menace is really as far as it goes. Yeah, I think after one last, whenever our last episode of this. Focus on the yeah, it, it's we'll not a pressing thing. Quick sweep. It's not. Uh, no I mean, rough. talk about looking for a needle in a stack of needles. Yes, um, a needle in a stack of needles. Yeah, um, but here, here we go. Merchandise spotlight. I'm so tired of this fucking movie. I hate looking at anything related to it. But but let's just now, let's just acknowledge the fact that you, as a kid watching the movie, said it was the best movie of all time. Yes, but also you you really liked toys. I love toys. Um, and, uh, you have a lot of, you bought a lot of Phantom Menace toys, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, today I'm going to try to focus on some of the items I, I didn't get to buy. So, but can you estimate, like, what percentage of the Phantom Menace, like, merchandise you own? Oh, not, not too extreme. I, I actually was surprised by how little of it I owned. Really? Really. I could probably tell you my whole collection. Okay. Um. What was the most expensive item you owned? Probably the fucking contact reader, honestly. <laughs> Did you have a lightsaber? I had a lightsaber. My brother had one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had the Anakin Pod Racer that came with Anakin. Yeah. I had Watto. I had Odie Mandrell. The, um, <laughs> he's the one with the oblong-shaped head, the the Pod Racer. Oh, yeah. He was the Jesus. one who was a good guy. He was yeah, the one right, who was right, a good guy. Right, he was the only right. one who wasn't a degenerate uh, scumbag. That was a fun episode last week. That was fun. We were a great podcast. Um, <laughs> I had him. I had a pretty complete collection of the Taco Bell toys, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Okay. Um... I had the Comtech. That might have been it, honestly. Okay, I, so I you didn't go crazy. You didn't go didn't hog go wild. No, I wanted to go hog wild, and and I. You honestly, were nine years old, so you had no money of your own to. to I was ten for your information. Sorry, ten. I keep saying you're uh, nine. I'd saved up my dollar allowance for about a year. Yeah, you got a buck. You got a buck. Yeah. I think I got a buck. I think I got a buck. Yeah. A buck. A buck yeah. a week. Yeah. Um, and I saved up for like, not a year. But I saved up for a couple months leading up to the release of this film, and then blew most of it on the Comtech Raider. Um. So that that was uh, fun. You know how I feel like parents must think like, Jesus Christ, the kid's gonna buy that thing, like, yeah. and then they just feel sorry for you. and They're like, Look, I'll get you another. You really, you you really think that's the one? That's the one you want? And I buy. definitely hard sold it to my dad using the exact verbiage on the packaging, being like, No, but now toys talk, Dad. Now toys talk with Comtech readers. A universe of sound is open <laughs> oh, to you. Oh boy, I de- I was that kind of kid. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't think I owned a single Star Wars The Phantom Menace. Nah, I must have had something. I don't know. I didn't have much. Well, here are the two tracks I want to establish. I had the N64 game, the racer. I think I had the Pod Racer too. Yeah. Uh, technically, it was my brother's. Um, I might have had a couple books. You know how there, there was those like uh, big books, like picture yeah. books with like all kinds of info? Yeah. yeah. Um, Dorling Kindersley. Fun, fun fact. Uh, my parents thought that I, I was uh, treated better than my brother growing up, so they decided to buy him a Nintendo 64 and me a Game Boy to put me in my place. Wow. Like, they, they, they specifically said, like, and you're getting a Game Boy to put you in your place? They were like, you usually get more toys than Jamesy. Jamesy really sounds like a son of a bitch, and I've met him, and he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's nice. Well, the thing with me is I wasn't allowed video games. Yeah. Um, well, that was we weren't allowed video games until that year. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah. We, we, I think I had like a, I had a Game Gear. If you okay. Remember the Game Gear. Yes, sir. But, you know, I wasn't. We weren't allowed like a TV console. Yeah, that was the first year. Ninety nine was the first year we were allowed to get one. And when I was twelve or thirteen, I saved. I got two pounds a week. I lived Ooh. in England. Hey boy. And I saved for thirteen weeks, and then I bought myself a Super Nintendo, which was an an outdated console, right. but nonetheless, a console. And uh, and then my mom was like, "No, she, you're not allowed." And but it, I was like, "I'm buying it." Like, and so that broke the bat. And then my, they bought my brother every console he wanted. My parents. I was were a pioneer. Like, is what oh I'm saying. yeah, you were the Rosa Parks yeah. of uh, the Sims family owning video game systems. Um, my my parents would get angry if we went over to a friend's place and we played their video games. And then my brother campaigned really hard. And they like there was a family meeting, and it was like we've decided we're finally going to buy a video game system, but it's going to belong to Jamesy. It's going to be in Jamesy's room. What? It's not going to be. It wasn't in like the shared room. No, no it was in Jamesy's like in the room. living room. Jamesy had like a cheap like TV. They got him like a Radio Shack, like a God like a, damn it, Jamesy. Whatever it was, like a sixty dollars. This TV. is some straight. Bullshit. It didn't even have antennas or whatever. It was just to play the N64. Right. And then they were sure. like, 
And Griffin, since you usually get more toys, which was like, that was just a product of me asking. And you more. were older, right? I was older. I so, had more years to accumulate yeah. a fucking killer collection. <sighs> just a tight as shit collection. Um, and yeah, so they were like, you get a Game Boy. and you- Like a Game Boy, not color. Just It was color. I think color had just come out that sure. year. It was okay. 99. All right. So not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But no N64. Um, so I'm glad we did that family sidebar. Uh, did you see there's that there's this ad now with the Nintendo 64 kid? That's driving me crazy. No, what they you did, know the Nintendo 64? Yeah, they did a new. Yeah, he's like grown up now, and, and he's, he's getting like a Samsung or something, and he's so it's terrible. Who, care? who cares? Uh, let's talk about something important. Uh, the merchandise for Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Um, uh, I got a couple different tabs over here. I want I want to establish two parallel tracks. Okay. Uh, one is items I wish I owned. I'm going to tell you things that I have strong emotional uh, memories of. Wanting very badly as a child. Now, I have a question. Are these items like easy to get now, or would they cost a lot of money on eBay? Like, are they collector's items? David, great question. Yeah. I'm glad we're getting to this now, what, 15 minutes into this episode? Uh, well, I think, Ben, we've been going for a solid hour, right? No, uh, not even close at all. Uh, I'd say more like 11 minutes, cool. 12 oh, okay. minutes. Cool. cool. I have also opened a tab here um, on eBay for the Phantom Menace. And I have clicked on the buy it now thing. And I want to commit to, we're going to have three tracks. One is items oh. I wanted as a child. Yeah. Two is I'm going to commit to buying an item before this episode ends. I'm excited for you. I just typed in Phantom Menace lot. So I want a large amount of something. It was just my birthday. You could buy me something too. Oh. You don't have to do that. <laughs> oh, don't think that I haven't <laughs> an item for you. I have something picked out. We're going to build up to that. Okay. And the, and the, third, the third track is... Um, this podcast is ostensibly, uh, it has one goal, to answer one question. What is The Phantom Menace about? That's true. We have come up short every week. You know, we always bat around a theory and then it's like, yeah, but, well, you know, it always ends with a sighing desperately into our microphones. If Phantom Menace is a movie that was only brought to life through merchandise. Okay. Right? The merchandise paid for the production. That's true. This is the this is the genesis of the film in a weird sort of way. Maybe the merchandise is the key to figuring out the movie. Maybe there are clues within the products that can help apply a different prism through which to view the film. Right. The or maybe you just wanted to talk about toys for an hour. Yeah, I love talking about toys. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, Griffin. But first up, here's an item that might help us. Oh, and the third track is you trying to buy something. Right. Okay, I get it. I get all right. the three tracks. Buying... Things I wish I it's had. It's sort as a of child. like a trident. There it's are like three prongs. Three prongs. Buying things you wish you had when you were a kid. Those and, two might intersect. And what's the movie? What's the movie about? about? Yeah. First item falls into what is the movie about? Okay. It is a plush toy. Ooh. I'm on rebelscum.com. I'll throw them a quick plug. Rebelscum has a very good photo archive of merchandise. It's a merchandise website. Uh, a lot of expanded universe stuff, but they have a nice section. Yeah. Well, is of that Han Solo guy come up again? Yeah, which is like, I don't want fucking. Toys based like, he's off a Photoshop trading card. He's a person. Yeah. That, what's so interesting? Yeah, I don't care anyway. about that. Here is an alien. This toy is called Hungry Hero Jar Jar. It's from 1999. It retailed for $17.99. Okay. The 99 Academy. 99 <laughs> Okay, so Jedi Master Points, 20 points. That was a system. They had Jedi Master Points. Each toy well, had a was like purchase. On the box. You could send them in. I think they never came up with a system to redeem them for anything. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, weapons and accessories comes with two chubas. What's, uh, what's a chuba? Well, it seems to <laughs> say that these are one of the things he steals from the. Gragra, but we know those are gorgs. Right, so I don't know, because this looks like what he steals from 
Gragga, right? Well, whatever. All right, so this, like, it's horrifying. It is a plush doll of Jar Jar, but his tongue is, like, sticking out. And he's got plastic eyes. And it's eyes. curled, kind of like Dilbert's tie. Yes. Um, yes. And, uh, and his, the eyes are plastic, did you say? The, the eyes are plastic. The rest okay, of, so they'd be hard. hard. So if you were sleeping in a bed, the, the eyes might oh, scratch God. Your eyes. He, just, <laughs> he gave me a side view of it. It's even worse. Yeah, it's really terrible. Um, um, it looks His tongue looks a little like a prolapsed anus. Like kind yeah, of, right? Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely it. Yes. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. And it's all curled up and gnarled. And this toy talks. If you squeeze his belly. Oh, you're going to read all the things he says? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> his catchphrases uh, include icky, icky goo. Does he say that in the movie? Maybe. How wooed. Misa called Jar Jar Banks. Yusa Jedi are kawaisi. <laughs> Max- can, can we go back to that episode where we talk about racist this yep. shit is? Yusa Jedi are kawaisi. Uh huh. Maxi Big DeForce. Mexa Big Divorce? Maxi Big Divorce. I think that's him saying, wow, the, the force, force is, is large. big. Right, okay. This fucking movie. We dude it. We dude it. Is that we we did, did it? Yeah, but it's okay. called D-U-D-E, like dude. <laughs> Yahoo and oi, moi, moi, I love yous. <laughs> oh, boy. Plus two different tongue sounds. Now, this is supposedly what the movie is about? How okay. are you going to connect this? Okay. Because when you squeeze his belly, he's not called Hungry Hero Jar Jar for no reason. Okay? He's hungry. You squeeze his belly, his tongue unfurls. Sure. Straight out. Sort of like a party blower. Yeah. And it comes with the two chupas, and you're supposed to be able to catch a chupa in the tongue, bring it back into his mouth to reenact our favorite scene where he steals a gorg. Using only his tongue. Right. But let's look back at the title of this product. Hungry Hero Jar Jar. He's the hero. Of what? The Phantom Menace? Well, Eating Gorgs? Well, George has made it clear to us that Padme Amidala is the hero. The story is her story. It's the, she's the protagonist. Yes. Right. So is he heroic for eating Gorgs and Chupas? Is the film implying that somehow... Him eating these foods, stealing them with his prolapsed anus tongue, mm. is in fact a heroic act. Now, we know that when he steals from Gragra, mm-hmm. he sets a chain of events in motion, obviously, that uh, basically ends up feeding Tatooine's homeless population. Right. But I do not understand any other way in which he would be a hero for eating stuff. That's not enough for you? <laughs> but that's not in the movie! Oh, come on. It's canon. Well, you're saying, and I think we're both. We both thought when we read that episode two was probably going to be about. I think it was Gragra's story. Yeah, I think it was Gragra's story. So you're saying, like, you know, sure, Amidala might be the Phantom Menace protagonist, but uh, look, Jar Jar Binks is the Star Wars protagonist. David, this is all I'm saying. A company like Hasbro, right? Very smart company. Constantly vying for the top spot. I mean, it's Mattel and Hasbro are always jockeying to be the number one toy company. We're talking the big dog here. Yeah. Right? They don't throw words around willy nilly without meaning. They focus everything, the focus group, everything, and they think through everything creatively. They could have called it Hungry Jar Jar and it would have sold, but they went, no, that's underselling. He's a Is hungry hero. Is there any hero. indication that this sold? No, this didn't. Sell. <laughs> no one bought it. He's a hungry hero. 
What child would want this nightmare in their bed? No one. That's why I wanted to set up three different tracks. So you didn't think that I wanted this. <laughs> I had no interest in this garbage. It's a fucking stupid product. Oh, boy. Okay. What's next? Okay. There's so much. He's scrolling through a page that is just, it's like bottomless. This is one I really wanted. Jabba the Hutt. So now we're into Griffin wanted this. Yes. With two-headed announcer. Oh, with um, Foden Bede. Yes. Now, interestingly, this was the original release of Foden Bede. There was a later re-release a couple years later, because I don't know if you know this, originally Greg Proops and whoever the fucking <laughs> the other asshole was who yeah. played Bede. Uh, were they, not, were, they were in makeup. They were not a CGI I did know creation. This. Yes. They shot their faces in a ton of makeup and then CGI their faces onto a body and they thought it looked too creepy and ended up going full CGI. Right. So this is the Foden Bede with realistic heads. They have realistic faces. I can faces. barely see it. Let me wanna, see if I can okay. get a better picture. Hold on. Um, but this one, they have they have realistic heads, uh, which is very creepy. But there's something more interesting going on here. This is trying to recreate all the excitement of the pod race, right? Yeah. So when you think about the pod race, what do you think of? What's the most exciting moment in the pod racing sequence, which we covered last week, is the most exciting sequence in the film? Um, Probably when Anakin is, like, clashing with Sebulba? Wrong. Okay. You have to pick one moment that really encapsulates the thrill and the joy of the Star Wars Phantom Menace universe. I have a feeling that whatever I say is not going to be the correct answer, and this action figure focuses on something really boring. I don't think that's true. Give it two more shots. <laughs> okay. Uh, when the Tusken Raiders shoot at the uh, at the pod racers. Very wrong. Um one more, more. Uh, when Ben Quadraneros's uh, ship uh, pod won't uh, start, and then it explodes. That's close. I say I would say that's number two. Okay, so what's number one? Uh, here's a close up of their faces. Uh, this is gonna be really interesting for the listeners. Just you looking at them and acknowledging that yes, that does look like Greg Proops. It does. It does. Right. It's a pretty good likeness. Uh, it looks really, really creepy too. Uh, no. Very creepy. No. This film chose to depict the number one most exciting moment, which is when. Jabba the Hutt bites the head right. off a chupa well, and spits it at a gun. I was thinking that. That's, that is pretty good. When he starts the race by executing a small animal. So it comes with a large chupa. No, this is not Jabba the Hutt. What is this thing? This is Jabba the Hutt. Oh, God, it looks terrible. This is everyone's favorite Jabba the Hutt. His everyone's favorite lips character. are green, like a dark forest green. Well, no, that's to facilitate the action feature. Because you take the head off of... The chupa or whatever And the chupa is like a missile. It's like one of those classic spring-loaded missiles that we know for our our youths. And so they have to create a large opening. It looks kind of like a glory hole. Yeah. In Jabba the Hutt's mouth, it's dark green plastic. There's no kind of about it. Right. And so you put that in. It looks very unnatural without the chupa. And then if you put the chupa in... He's loading another picture. This is scintillating. See, like there. Now yeah. he's just got a chupa head sticking out of his mouth. Yeah. And you drop his arm and it shoots out at full force and hits the gong. And does the gong make a noise? No, it's just a little plastic thing. <laughs> I cannot tell you how badly I wanted this one. So why didn't you get it? This is my question. There they are. I found a picture of Foden Oh, that's Bede. terrifying. And yeah, it is pretty scary. Their, their, their actual makeup. You can see why they didn't do it. Yeah, it's really creepy. Yeah. Uh, why didn't I get it? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Austin Powers, The Spy Who Shagged Me, came out a couple months later, and I moved on to that. What a movie. I just wanted a lot of Austin Powers merchandise. Um, I think that became... You You ask why I didn't own more of it. I think really, like, Austin Powers came out two weeks later, and Austin Powers became my favorite movie of all time. Oh, man. Austin well, Powers too. The thing with, like, the ship shaped like a penis, where they so keep... So funny. Uh, yeah, so, that murdered me in the theater. So funny. 
Okay, so now we're on to uh, eBay. Um, so you're looking for this toy on eBay? No, we're going to look for other stuff. This is what okay. I want. I told you recently that I've been bidding on contact lots. Uh, yeah, you did. Um, I think you told everyone. I think you meant maybe you only told me in private. Yeah, I might have told you in private because I was a little embarrassed. I've been getting drunk and looking for lots of contacts. Ben, Ben, producer Ben just shaking, shaking his, his head, head like he's feeling sorry for this man over here. I'm not really interested in the this figures. hero. Okay, see, this is something I want right here. And this is a buy it now, best offer, okay? Holy, this is a pile of Comtechs. It's 19 Comtech Which, chips. Which, if you haven't listened to, like, episode one when Griffin talks about this, it's this, like, complete pyramid scheme of a toy where you have to buy some kind of, like, radio com- communicator Now toys thingy. talk, like never before. <laughs> Each figure comes with a little plastic chip. And you would, like, plug the chip in. You wouldn't even plug it in. You'd swipe it over the top. Oh, it looks like Obi-Wan Kenobi's Comlink communicator. Okay. And you buy that, the reader, which I maybe have somewhere... My parents are moving, so I actually have to move all my, my childhood oh, shit, from stuff. From your childhood home? Yeah. Wow. So I have to move all my stuff out of there. Are they downsizing now that uh, the kids are out of the house? Or your sister's? Uh, yeah, it's a combination of uh, empty nest and also my father being in tremendous financial debt. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, real mismanagement of funds. Sorry to hear that, bud. You want to you wanna say that on air? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> oh, cool. My, my dad will never listen to this. <laughs> what if your dad listens every week? No. Okay, here's here's the plan. Sorry, Ben. Dad. Ben, I'm gonna say cut that part out, but then don't cut it out. But then I have plausible deniability because I said cut it out. Well, Do you know what I'm saying? You and should then cut you this blame part me out. Later. Cut this part out. <laughs> oh, okay. Cut the part out with me <laughs> telling He's you asking. to say right. cut it out. Okay? okay. Anyway, so clean edit point. Cut it out. Okay. Yeah, Ben, just cut that part out. Cool. All right. No problem. Cool. Um, but so the question remains: the contact strips are worth nothing without right. the contact reader. And, and even with the contact reader, one could argue. They're basically worthless. Pretty, I mean, valuable. How many, how many, like, um, phrases do they generate? Each has maybe three, three or four. But I want to find the best deal. This guy's got nineteen no duplicates, right? Well, a lot of good chips here. I see Darth Maul. I see. Uh, Does Darth Maul have three lines? <laughs> no, he's probably got one. Yeah. Um, I could figure out what his what his one line is. But um, this is a pretty good deal. This guy's saying ten ninety nine or make a best offer. Shipping is free. It's 19. But is it better? Like, this This is 14 chips plus the comlink. Yeah, but he's charging you nine bucks for shipping. That's oh, crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck this guy. Although you do get the comlink. Yeah. The reader. Yeah, the reader. Um, this is such good podcasting. Now, this guy... This guy <laughs> has... Sir Ben is firing us. He's, he's just writing up the email to fire us right now. I the, can see it. Okay, this guy's lot is... No, no, that's not that. That's not that. That's not what that is. But keep going. You guys are doing great. Okay, cut that part out. All right. This guy's lot is <laughs> 48 chips. Holy cow. 40. There are there are 48? No duplicates. That might be the complete set. Jesus Christ. They're so big. They're really big. They're like they're like this big plastic dog is tags. Some bullshit. It's $29.99, but free shipping. Buy it now. Make an offer. Yeah. What do you think is the offer I should make that is responsible? 20 bucks. Right? I think so. I'd be happy paying 20 bucks for this. If he gets anything more than $1 for this thing after shipping, I feel like he's a lucky man. I'm going to make a $20 offer right now with real American money that I have earned through working. <laughs> it's amazing. You were just working just this weekend. You have a real job. Yeah, I got some real jobs coming up. Yeah. Um, and you know what that means. Time to start spending money irresponsibly. So that's right. Because like you're, you're still, I feel like, in that phase of your life where like... The money just sort of goes into unusual places. Very You're not much buying so. yourself like a cast iron pan or Absolutely a, not. 
you know, some kitchenware or maybe no, that's uh, that's irresponsible. <laughs> um, I have. I've known Griffin for years now. I've mm-hmm. never been to his apartment. I'd really like to go, but I imagine that it's got a lot of, you know, toys and shit. Yeah, well, my roommates are very classy adults. Yeah. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. there's a really interesting cla- clash of um, aesthetics within like our apartment. They are basically getting ready to live their adult lives together, and the apartment that part of the apartment looks like that. Yes, and and my one of my roommates is a—my two roommates are uh, getting married uh, to each other. Yep. And um, one of my roommates is a ceramicist, and so we have a lot of really elegant pottery up on the wall. That's great. And then we have a shelf that's called the International Tribute to Batman. (laughs) (laughs) That's just different, different Batman toys in different scales, different mediums, different artistic interpretations. Yeah. Um, I also bought a big uh, rotating uh, media tower for my Disney Infinity figures. (laughs) Disney Infinity, of course, being my favorite video game. And you have to buy all these like toys that actually to, go with it. You have it. to buy all these toys. It's yeah. part of the new emerging It's another pyramid scheme. It's a segment. brilliant pyramid scheme from well, Disney. Well, my father had a gambling addiction. Oh, man. Me and your dad should talk. Yeah. My dad's a really good guy. I'm not allowed I'm to go near like, just a casino. Garbage. Really? I mean, like I do once in a while, but if I do, I will just not have money after a while. That was the thing that prov- almost prevented my parents from getting married. Was like, just that he was so he was so horrible. Yeah. All right, money. and clean at a point start now. Cool. Anyway, yeah. so uh, yeah, but it's just you know I went to a casino a few months ago, right? And I had a crazy run at the craps table, and I had like six hundred dollars, yeah. And I cashed it out, yeah. But my friends weren't ready to leave yet, and so I just sort of hung around, and it took about twenty minutes before I just threw all of the money back on the table. Yeah, yeah. I lost most. Uh, of it. My dad bet on sports. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I never yeah. really did that. I like the being there, you know. Yeah. My dad, uh, I'm just, this podcast is just called Talking Dad. Um, uh, my dad uh, had a video. It's one of the weirdest films ever made. And it was like a couple years ago. My parents were like, oh, for your dad's birthday, we got this converted to DVD. I want to show it to you guys. It was for my dad's 30th birthday. My mom made a video called A Day in the Life of Peter Newman where my mom played my dad. And that's it was a, like that sounds great. It was like a parody of my dad's. I life. would love it if someone made that of me. My thirtieth birthday is next year, so like if someone wants to play me yeah. in a video about me, hire my mom. She did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it would mostly just be like me biting my nails a lot and like watching movies on during the day yeah. and texting people. I don't know. I don't think it would be that interesting. Um, well, my dad's movie—it was a lot of just him acting like he was important. But the other thing was, I, I watched it and I didn't recognize like anyone in it because it was like all my dad's best friends sure, playing themselves. Back before he had kids. There was right. maybe two people I recognized right, in it. Right. And anytime I said to my mom, like, who is that? The answer was always either he was a gambling friend right. or he died of AIDS. The 80s. It's the saddest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> it's the worst. My mom gives a bravura performance, though. Yeah, I really want to see this. And I've never oh, met your I'm mother or father. <laughs> She's got a very high voice. My dad has a deep voice. She goes, oh, listen to me. She has blonde hair. And she... She doesn't even die it. It's not a very convincing physical performance. Fair enough. It's like Bradley Cooper doing Elephant Man on Broadway. He didn't go for prosthetics. No, it's all, it's all about the acting. The spirit. Okay, so... Did you make your bid? Yeah, they Good. declined my offer. <laughs> now, but here's the thing. You said $20. I meant to type in 1999. You just typed 199 I typed in 19 So let's let's try 20 Let's try 20 on the dot. 20 on the nugget. So okay. is this, I don't use eBay enough anymore, but like, is it like he has some kind of like, he has a floor and if you reach that floor, he probably take says, it. yeah, I'll go for a better offer, but that's okay. That offer was declined. Okay. Now here's the thing. It says, this is your final chance to make an offer for this item. 
I have one more chance to make an offer. And then after that, you can only buy it now. For $29.99. So I would say 23 What do you think? I'm going to do $23.99. I feel like it's... Okay. You think that's pushing it? Well, I think it's more like if you're going to just bid 24 Okay, let's bid $24. <laughs> it's like if you don't want to miss it by a penny. Yeah. Oh, boy. Review and confirm. It was declined. Okay. Well, what the, what the hell, man? Okay. So this guy wants $29. So it's just whether you're going to give it to him for a ComTech, a pile of... Com- Does it come with a reader? No, it doesn't. So you might not be able to use these unless you find the toy in your parents' Which I will because my parents are moving out because my father has mismanaged <laughs> the finances. Ben, you got your work cut out for you. Yeah. Yeah, I do. <laughs> just cut it out, Ben. I don't mean cut it out. Ben, cut you. Cut me out. I mean, cut out out this attitude you're giving. Just cut it out. Okay. Your attitude's really bugging. No, you're right. Sorry. (laughs) Too much tood, Ben. Too much tood. You got a rude tood. That's that's Ben's new new nickname is a rude tood, Ben. Rude tood. Tood deucer, Ben. Uh, The poet laureate of tood. Um, We'll we'll, uh, return to this uh, thrilling. It's really hot in here, right? Can we turn it down? Is that possible? God, this is this is the episode where we just stop <laughs> pretending. I'm just I'm just I'm just playing with a thermostat right now. It is really hot in here. It wasn't last it's time. Really hot in here. What can we? Um, yeah, I don't know, guys. <laughs> okay, so that's right, I don't fucking know. We'll what to tell it, you. Cut it out. All right, you go. We'll cut it out. So so far, this episode's about two minutes long. Great. Um, <laughs> so we got three tracks. Let's, I think it's clear how fucking sick we are of the fans. So Menace. sick of this movie. This this episode's like Steven Soderbergh's Traffic. We have to jump around. Some of the plot lines don't feel like they make sense until they all converge at the end. All right, I call Don Cheadle. Uh, great. I call. Um, well, I guess I should probably be Luis Guzman, right? Yeah. We want to be best friends. Oh, they're yeah. so cute in that movie. Um, the most underrated part of Traffic. It's the best part. Can we turn Cheadle. down the heat in here? Is that Ben? Do you know how to work this? Do you know how to work it? All right. Well. It's not going to happen. I don't want to get into it, all right? Okay, fine. But it's not going to happen. It's just going to be hot in here. Damn okay. it, UCB. Yeah, cut it out. Um, <laughs> here is, uh, going back to track one, can we decipher the plot at all from the merchandise? Okay, so what have you got? And this falls a little into promotion. Uh, we talked about briefly in the past how there was an unprecedented fast food promotion. Yeah. Where Tricon Global, the owner of uh, many- oh, of Pizza Hut. KFC and Taco KFC Bell. KFC and Taco Bell. Yes. Um, <laughs> They're called Tricon. It's always scary when you learn the name of these like conglomerates that actually own like all trade federations. <laughs> it sounds like, yeah. It sounds like they're building RoboCop right now. Yeah, and New Gunray is on their board. Their <laughs> yeah, advisory yeah. board. That's the thing. We yeah. all complain about New Gunray being uh, racist, but that's actually just a person playing himself. Yeah, 100%. Uh, he, I mean, he is good in the film. Yeah, as uh, himself. His his mere existence is problematic, though. It's a little problematic. Oh, you're saying just as his his experience, his existence as a person. Yeah. yeah. Um, so these three companies teamed up together, spent a lot of money, major bid, because they had to outbid Burger King, McDonald's, the big boys. Just to let you know, Tricon Global is now called Yum Brands, and uh, right. its global revenue in 2013 was... Thirteen billion dollars. They own Pepsi too, right? Yum Brands. Uh, they own KFC, Pizza Hut, Taco Bell, Wing Street. I don't think they own Pepsi. Okay. They would own a lot more. They used to own Long John Silver's, but they don't anymore. Oh boy. Based in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, my hometown. That's not true. Yeah, it's fine. Um, <laughs> Global teamed up. So each restaurant represented a planet. 
and uh, I believe Taco Bell was. Yeah, uh, did you get this right? Tatooine. Ta- was it? Yes. Okay. Uh, Pizza Hut would have been Coruscant, and KFC would have been Naboo. All right. Um, and they had a lot of toys that were really lackluster. I gotta say, I, I was gonna try to so cover these were all chintzy them. kind of Happy Meal type toys. They weren't big boys in the game. Do you know what I'm saying? Like McDonald's, Burger King, they knew how to make a premium item at that point. So, but were they doing Star Wars though? No, no. It was I'm saying, just but in their own guys. campaign. No, I, no, of course. You go to Burger King during the Anastasia promotion. You might not like Anastasia. You're gonna get a good fucking toy. You're gonna get a great bar talk. That's a guarantee. Yeah. You're going to get a, a maybe a plush Bartok a cool with a Rasputin. rotocast head. Oh, I remember the Rasputin. He's, his limbs would fall Griffin. off, and you could pull them all back together. <laughs> it was a great little toy. I never even saw the movie. Talking Anastasia. Talking Anastasia. Is it Anastasia? Anastasia? I don't know. I don't know. I think in Russian, Anastasia. Yeah. But. Uh, I think it's pronounced illegal. Uh, so they didn't, they didn't know how to make great toys. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, they had the cups, which I talked about in the past, where the yeah, cup we, we looked talked like their lower the body. The head, about those the were cool. The toys themselves were really disappointing, other than uh, Queen Amidala's secret identity, which totally ruined the film. <laughs> which was a little Padme figure well, that you could yeah, fit inside. Also, let's not Queen forget, like costume. the soundtrack album came out before the movie, and one of the tracks is called like Qui Gon's Funeral. Yeah. So you know it, they weren't really trying too hard here. Yeah. Uh, so the toys are underwhelmed, but this is where they really stepped up was on the advertising. Okay. They had a big uh, contest. It was sort of like McDonald's Monopoly, where you have to collect matching things. And if you can collect four properties of the same color, you win a big vacation. Sure. So for this, it was you'd get tokens with everything. And it meal. was probably the three you would get all the time, and the last one was like incredibly super. Right. Rare. It's always the right. case. Yeah, There's so it's one that's the like one in one billion. Yeah. But it was like you'd have to connect like three characters from a similar thing. So it'd be like, oh, the three orange ones are, I think it was, four, it was like Shmi. Sebulba, Watto, and Anakin. If you got those if four. If you're on a planet, I, that makes sense. Right. Uh, you win a lot of money. So they promoted this this thing a lot. Because the toys were just for kids. The contest was for everyone. Everyone loves winning money. Yeah. So you can spend it on dumb toys like I do. Um, but their big campaign was defeat the dark side. You gotta defeat the dark side. Gotta do it. And so they created their own parallel narrative in which the spokesperson for each of the three companies was a character as part of a, a team, a okay. trio... Fighting to defeat the dark side. So who were the three? Well, I'm on Wikipedia right now, and I'm going to read you the Wikipedia entries. They're short for each of the three characters. First one is named Harlan Sanders. Okay. Okay, I understand now. I see. Is there a picture? Yep. Here he is punching someone. He's in a white suit. So he is Colonel Sanders Mm -hmm. with a lightsaber. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wikipedia says that he is likely Force-sensitive and was born around 97 BBY. Wikipedia is treating this Colonel Sanders. It's literally he's got the bolo tie. It's just Colonel Sanders. No adjustments to the design. It's the same guy we know and love. Just with a lightsaber and it's treating yeah. him like he's a Jedi Knight who fights the dark side. He was born around 97 BBY, yeah. which makes him very old. Uh, no. Because this movie is set like 20 BBY, right? Yeah, but the movie itself is a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, oh, you're saying if Sanders still exists today, well, he's I know effectively he's dead, immortal. But he didn't he did found KFC, as we know. Right, and not until, what, 1950, 1960? Yeah, with his secret recipe. Right, so at that and, point, he was, what, thousands of years old? <laughs> He's like Yaddle. Or, uh, yeah, he Yoda. was like Yaddle, um, the one below. Um, <laughs> Colonel Harlan Sanders is a spectacle-wearing human male who was born around 97 BBY. A known lightsaber welder and likely force-sensitive. He is known for wielding a lightsaber. Wielding, not welding. Well, he did both. <laughs> Uh, Sanders was born, was known as a strong and determined individual and a fierce opponent of the dark side. 
Sound <laughs> all of that, right? We have that knowledge in our back pocket. Gotcha. Sanders founded KFC. Oh, so that's canon too. <laughs> so that also is canon. <laughs> An establishment which apparently serves buckets of chicken prepared under a special recipe. Now we know that's not apparently. We know that exists. I, I guess they're saying within the Phantom Menace universe. It, that's not proven? Which rose in popularity over a number of years. Sanders later served in the Battle of Naboo. Oh. L- later? I didn't see him there. <laughs> Alongside our other two uh, mascots. That, okay, let's see who they are. The Chihuahua from Taco Bell was very big at the time, 99. Yeah, I remember him. And Pizza Hut Girl. <laughs> that brings us to our next mascot. Pizza Hut Girl. Right, because Pizza Hut doesn't really have a mascot. In no, the they same don't. way that KFC has Colonel Sanders uh, or McDonald's has Ronald McDonald. Yep, uh, they don't. Or Burger King they has didn't. that frightening like Aphex twin, <laughs> you know. Yep. Yes. Uh, they do not. Let me see her, please. Uh, she looks like this. She's very sassy. Okay, so she kind of looks like Super Mario with a blue belly shirt, and instead of an M on her red hat, she's got a Pizza Hut logo. Yeah, and I'm, she's a girl. I'm gonna throw out a deep poll here. Do you know who she reminds me of physically? Go ahead. Uh, what was her name? Nancy Pimentel. Who replaced Jimmy Kimmel on Win Ben Stein's Money? No idea who you're talking about. Well, Google it. <laughs> uh, pizza Hut Girl is wearing like a red leather Pizza Hut jacket. She's got a Pizza Hut hat, and then she's got like a halter top and tight jeans. Okay, yeah, and her, a lot of midriff showing. Her, I don't think those are jeans. I think those are made out of PVC because it was 1999 or so. Oh yeah, you're so, right. They're yeah, probably they're, they're yeah. shiny. Okay, so can I read? Can I read this yep, one, please? Yeah. Uh, the human heroine, known only as Pizza Hut Girl, so secret identity, yeah. was a slicer. Ooh, sounds intense. A slicer and martial arts expert from around the time of the Battle of Naboo, circa 55 BBY, in mm-hmm. case you guys don't know. Prior to joining the forces of Pizza Hut, she worked for Microtech Inc. as a hardware tester, a euphemism for hacker. What? Okay. And a two rock for two rock concert promotions, his crowd control. What is? What does this have to do with anything? This is part of the canon. This is her Star studies Wars took canon. her to far-flung locales as Hong Kong and Tunisia. She was the youngest graduate of the Citadel. I don't. Isn't this movie set a long time ago? I don't know. I'm really upset. David, I right honestly now. don't know anything. That's what I'm saying. We're trying to figure out the plot by looking at these characters and trying to reconcile their bios. Yeah, it doesn't with, make any sense. It makes perfect because sense. at the age of 23, she found her true calling, allowing her mastery of Taekwondo and her love of pizza to shine by working for Pizza Hut. And there she found herself allied with Harlan Sanders and the Chihuahua in an effort to defeat the dark side at the Battle of Naboo. Okay, so that's where it comes up. We haven't noticed. We watched this movie 20 times. We've never noticed that in I the background of these Hutt fight Girl. scenes, you see Pizza Hut Girl. <laughs> I didn't see her or Slicing Chihuahua. and dicing. Um, and, uh, okay. Can I say, Pizza Hut Girl didn't, you know, they didn't have a mascot. They needed to complete the trifecta of the mascots because right. Colonel Sanders and the Chihuahua were, were so recognizable. So they created Pizza Hut Girl. They hired this lady, Kim Murphy, to play her. Stunts handled by Lee Hennessy. A lot of stunts <laughs> in the ad campaign. And then she was immediately killed off after the campaign. Pizza Hut Girl only existed for this one Oh, campaign. I see. And then they were just, no, we don't like it. This isn't working out. But Go they away. treated her like she was like. Like she was, uh, like Poochie. Like she had always been there and we loved right, her. Right, 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 right. That's a great Poochie reference. Thank it's you. funny the Chihuahua wasn't Poochie. Yeah. Now the Chihuahua. Here's the bio on the Chihuahua. The Chihuahua was a Chihuahua dog. <laughs> makes sense so far. Past this so far makes way more sense than yep. Pizza Hut Girl. Fighting the dark side around the time of the Battle of Naboo to free the tacos. Were they being held prisoner? Apparently. The reason he was fighting 
in the battle was to free the tacos. He tirelessly devoted his life to the pursuit of tacos. <laughs> this dedication has allowed him to heighten his natural skills of navigation, negotiation, and general deviousness. Mm, I don't like I don't like that's an uncomfortable sort of ethnic stereotype. He put his considerable talents to work fighting the ultimate evil in the universe because he rationalized when the universe is free, the tacos are free. <laughs> Does he mean literally like free to purchase or does he just mean that they're know. they're freed of their prison? I don't know. Were Do the tacos down there with Yaddle and Yaddle ate all the tacos? They were below. <laughs> you don't know the tacos are called the ones below, the food below? <laughs> During that time he was working on the Jedi mind trick. Apparently he never mastered it, but he was working on it. Okay, so does that give us any greater sense of what the Phantom Menace is about? No. Are you sure? Maybe it's about tacos. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's that, that what's really happening is that the tacos are being held prisoner. This talking dog had to unite a, I mean, a thousands years old <laughs> southern colonel yes. and known lightsaber wielder and welder. According to you. And also create, bring into existence Ruby Spark style, a Pizza Hut girl. Who's a slicer and a hacker and a blaster wielder. Just to free the tacos at the Battle of Naboo. Maybe that's what the battle was really about. Maybe it was a front. No, here, like, if, if we can be honest, like, I mean, yeah, maybe anytime. the reason the film is so always incredibly, <laughs> always be honest, yeah. so incredibly muddled creatively and uh, distressing to watch over and over again mm -hmm. is that um, it was, they were trying to satisfy too many masters, you know? Like, you know, it's they're trying to make a movie for kids. They're trying to make a movie that can be merchandised. They're trying to sure. make a movie for fast food companies about tacos. Who knew? I didn't know about this tacos angle until just now, but clearly the film obviously has this huge taco thread running throughout. Sure. And like you know, just too many cooks in the kitchen. This is the problem. George Lucas, he he, you know, he needed to uh, edit. He needed to cut it down, much like we're going to cut this podcast down. I disagree on all counts. <laughs> <laughs> so you just think the movie's about tacos? I think the movie's about tacos. <laughs> I think I finally cracked it. And we, we can be freed from this prison. And I don't understand why you're standing in the way of that. <laughs> Fine. The movie's about tacos. The oh. end. Podcast over. Boom. Well. <laughs> What's the Phantom Menace about? Answer. Tacos. Freeing the tacos, bro. <laughs> Gotta free them tacos. Here's a toy that I wanted. Go ahead. We all know that Wada was my favorite character. Was. TC-14 is likely supplanted him now. But at the time, Wada. He was number three. Was my favorite character. As you said a couple weeks ago, as a kid, your favorite characters were Watto, Captain Tarples, and... Uh, Boss Nass. That was my holy trinity. That and was my... now your favorite characters are Gragra, Gragra, and... TC-14. Uh, TC yeah. Uh, so if some if Watto's name was on it, I wanted it. That was the basic rule of thumb. So, and this is before you've seen the film. Yeah, but even yeah. after the film, no, I, I get it. Him. I get that it's after, too. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, had the Watto cut from Taco Bell. I had the Watto action figure, but that wasn't enough for me. I wanted more. If Watto's name was on it, I wanted it. And so, so this was a toy I really wanted. It was very hard to find. But you didn't get. I didn't get just it. Just to clarify. And this I didn't get. This would have been my second Watto action figure. I didn't get it because it was so hard to find. Sure. It's called Watto's Box. I'm a little freaked out already. David, what's the second most exciting moment in the pod race sequence? Um, so we cover the, the first most exciting moment is when Jabba spits a head a onto a, a head. gong. He, he hits a gong. 
Is the second most exciting moment when he's woken up by his uh, handmaiden? Mm-mm. Um, well, kind of. Okay. Is it when uh, Qui-Gon points very deliberately at his iPad um, showing where Anakin is in like a catastrophe and might just about be ready to die? You were closer the first time, and I'm going to give you points for it because your problem was that you were too specific. Points! Uh, who are you, Chris Hardwick? Yeah, Jesus. More like Chris Softwick. Um, Soft dick? Yeah, whatever. I don't care. Just cut it out, man. Sorry. Cut it out. (laughs) All right. Got it. Cut Cut it out like a bunch. You know, cut it, like, real hard. Wait, edit? No, no. No, Keep it it all in. Everything's in. Everything's in. Everything's in. Everything's in. Don't cut anything. Starting now. Right. Right. All right. Cut everything before then. Yeah, this is the beginning of the podcast. Hi, welcome to the Phantom (laughs) Podcast. I'm Griffin. I'm David. Um, so, so what's this, the most, second this episode, most exciting we're moment? We're talking about <laughs> the Hasbro playset, Watto's box. Yeah. So what's in Watto's box? Well, it's just it's, <laughs> what a disgusting sentence. Yep. It's just the box where he watches the game. <laughs> I was afraid it was going to be some like, you know, Iron Maiden where he keeps his slaves to punish them, like some little sort of solitary confinement box, or like a flashlight, like so, that we reveal that Watto has a vagina. So oh, God. <laughs> cut that out. <laughs> Let's start again. So, but what you're talking about is just the luxury box he purchases at uh, the Boonta Eve Classic to watch the race from. Well, I don't think he purchased I think he probably has it. I think he has it season long. That's my feeling. But yeah, it's the it's yes. That's what it is. It's yes. It's yes. All right, so can I see this, please? Yeah, well, I'm trying to get a better high-def picture. But what you, what you basically have is uh, it comes with a contact chip. It was very hard to find. Okay. Because kids want to relive this moment over and over again. <laughs> so you're saying it's not because even Hasbro knew their limits and didn't make many of these. It's because people, they just flew right off the shelves. There's nothing, you know, kids love to play the out their favorite scenes nightmare. from movies. They like to play out their favorite scenes from movies. They like to relive epic <gasps> oh battles, God. and their favorite thing to do with action figures Why is pretend. Why are the colors so off? They like to pretend that the action figures are watching things. <laughs> That's a fun, active thing to do with action figures. Producer Ben, if you want to look at Watto's box. <laughs> so so Watto is hanging out in a box uh, on a chair. He's standing on a chair. Uh, he's next to a red Twi'lek woman in a bikini. Mm-hmm. That's Those are the women who have the, the two kind of tentacles coming out of their hair. Yeah. Head. Uh, and uh, I don't know what that thing is. Yeah, who knows what this <laughs> some, is. Some like some nine robes. foot tall he's cone head. He's got head. He's yeah. got a long goatee beard um but uh it's a slightly different water than the one i had um because his 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 wings are down <laughs> they're pointing down yeah because he's sitting well he's not sitting he's standing on on a chair, the chair. Yeah. yeah that's a very clear point to make um and then you get these two other terrifying looking creatures yeah and it comes with a contact chip that only has two lines but they're longer lines uh, the boy is good, but the Nubian ship will belong to me. And nobody beats Sebulba. I put 50000 on him to win. So this is interesting. These are not lines he says. They are not lines in the film. So they're, that's what the like context is. Right. It's like... Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, how much did this cost? 20 bucks. Not, 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 not bad. For three figures, you got 20 Jedi Master points. <laughs> <laughs> what if one day Congress reveals that Jedi Master points are how we're going to like do all commerce from now <laughs> that's on? That's our future currency. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know what time it is. We got to go back to eBay. Okay, so you're gonna try and buy this? Well, I'm gonna. 
I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna, 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 I'm gonna add this box. to watch list so I have this here. Okay? okay, so I can pay thirty dollars for it later if I yeah, want it. With we're fifty two minutes in, so if you're gonna buy something on this podcast, you better do it. God, this has been such a good episode. It's been. I mean, what do you think, Ben? <laughs> do you think we're gonna win a Pulitzer for this one? What? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Just edit everything. Just cut the whole thing. All right. Hi, this whole podcast the- is Ben's hey, dream. Welcome to. <laughs> My dreams. <laughs> ben, what's going on in your dream right now? Describe it to us. Uh, I'm not in a padded room. We are in a padded room with right no now. With no windows. With no windows and really no air. That definitely helps the feeling of insanity. <laughs> is that we're in a padded room with no ventilation. Talk about the Phantom Menace. I mean, there is week. a vent, but as far as I can tell, it's not working. They might be piping gas in through that vent. <laughs> Um, TC14 might come in any moment now and offer us tea, and then we'll know. This Wi-Fi is so slow that I'm trying to start a new search for Comtex for a cheaper price. And Griffin. Be- because this episode's <laughs> gone long, I might have backed myself into a corner for paying $30 <laughs> for this lot. I don't know if we have time to... Well, is there any other toy? Search Are there for other Wado toys? Box. Search yeah. for Wattobox. To see how much it costs? I don't know. Whatever. Just what else have you got? Yeah, I want to see what else you bloated. The Micro Machines Galactic Senate. Ooh, this is great. I loved Micro Machines when I was a kid. They were great. They were little little scenes, vehicles. The figures are tiny. They're like- Very small. Like an inch, half an inch. Uh, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So this looks like, yeah, this is the Galactic Senate. Instead of a million Senate seats, it has four. It has four. Uh, And then upstairs, we've got like an office. That's where Anakin goes to visit Padme. Oh, when they yeah. talk to when he's trying to catch her in the, the shower. Palpatine yeah. talks to her. Yeah, he's trying to catch her in the shower. Um, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, once did again, you have this? Or you get to relive the action of the films. Yeah. So like, micro machines usually are. It's you a can medium stage a whole senate epic meeting. battles. Yeah. You know, the right. battle of Naboo, and because they're so small, you can have all the warriors there and right. all the vehicles and all the ships. This just lets you show, um, like like three senators talking. Yeah. Well, you can have like a subcommittee meeting. Yeah, it comes with two old white guys. Uh, Valorum and Palpatine. Uh, who's this? The other? Uh, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And there's a little space car flying by. Oh, cool! It's just trying to get to work <laughs> on Coruscant. Yeah, I think Ben's gonna kill us. Ben. I think he's gonna kill us. We talked about the Avengers for about an hour before we recorded we too, so Ben had to suffer through that. No, it's fine. It's good. This is great. He's so mad at us. Ben, what would you be doing with your time if not recording this? Uh. That's a good question. I would be editing other podcasts. Then you are a podcast editor. I suppose that makes sense. That is true. You're a podcast editor by trade. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I was born to do it, which is a very sad statement. No. It's great. It's awesome. Think about all the people born to do podcasts in the 19th century. There was no podcasting. There was no podcasting. Do you want to get lunch after this, man? Yeah, I'm hungry. Okay, cool. Keep that in. Um, so far, that's the whole podcast. That's the whole podcast. <laughs> Just you asking Ben to get lunch with him later. Chipotle, okay. what do you think? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's what I was going to suggest. Um, we'll here, here is... Uh, Maybe record some footage in Chipotle, too. You know, Sure. Spice it in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Just our orders. Yeah. Spice in the orders. What do you, what do you guys order at Chipotle? What's your... This is not going to be in the podcast. This is totally in the podcast. No, guys. I found, I found two better deals. <laughs> Great. Okay. This guy has 22 chips for $10.99 plus $6.99 shipping. Buy it now. This guy, here it is. We found it. 
25 chips for $17, free shipping. Okay. Okay? So we got Tarples, Nuke on Ray, Bricolet, Qui-Gon, Odie Mandrell, the Comtech Communicator. I think you should go for the 48 chip one, man. This $30? 48 chips. Let's see if the guy has the lesson. Um, here is the final reveal for you, David. Okay. It's a birthday present. I just want to point out the fact that we have not even, in an hour, scratched the surface of how many freaking toys they were. Too many. There's just so many toys. Too many. Oh, here's another fun one that I really wanted as a child. I assume there were, like, action figures for all the main characters, right? Too many. Right. Like, just like your your classic kind of... But everyone, down to Sayo Bibble. Uh, here's another thing if we can extrapolate meaning Sio Bibble comes with griping I'm trying to I'm trying to tie all these threads together yeah Uh, battle bags okay so here's what a battle bag looked like you get a little card and there's literally just a bag it looks like a hacky sack yep and then a little a little plastic spear okay Okay? that's what that is yep yep Uh, and what the battle bag was was it was filled with weird like gross wet bath salts (laughs) am I out of my mind I didn't make this I wanted this so badly. My parents wouldn't buy it for me because they thought it sounded gross. <laughs> it sounds gross so far. It's filled with like weird like bath salts, like multicolored bla- bath salts. And then you take the spear and you cut it open and there are creatures inside. What? Sea creatures. But it's oh, not like so it's like sea monkeys. But it's not like a mystery. It's not like, oh, you don't know which ones you're gonna get. You get like some of the creatures that chase But wait, is are these real? Yeah, these are some of the creatures. No, but from... are they alive? No. Oh, so they're not like sea monkeys. No, they're just like little rubber things. But you put them in your bath? Is that the idea? No, you do whatever you want with them. (laughs) There were four different sets, and you knew which ones you were going to get. It's not like collect them all. You have to keep on buying them, opening up the packs to see which ones you get. That's good of them. Yeah, Yeah. it comes with like a scalpel. Yeah, it's called a cutting tool. Uh, Packaging variations. Some of them change the name from Skittle Sea Creature to Fa. So just... Keep that in the back of your mind. Wait, this was your uh, your ending gambit? This is what was going to tie it all together? No, that's not my ending gambit. (laughs) A bunch of bath salts that used to That's smoke. That's not my ending. Ga- we had three tracks. I was trying to wrap up all three tracks. Do one last installment for all three tracks. Understood. Okay. Cool. Track one: things that might help us understand the meaning of the film. But this was track two: things you wanted at the time. The bath salts, or was this track one? This is track one. <laughs> okay, that was a long pause. Because I realized I fucked this up. <laughs> That's both. That's both. That's both. Because now, now the tracks have changed. <laughs> One track is those two things combined. I think the tracks have changed a bunch. It's called a battle bag. Why is it called a battle bag? That's not a battle. Well, I guess so, yeah. It's sort of in it, you know. There's a, yeah. No, it's not a battle. Some of those creatures look friendly. Now you're telling us they were the real enemy? They that were, they were the swamp creatures? They were who just, we were supposed to be fighting the whole time? Wasn't it just like, it was like, what, what, what's another B These guys are just walking Something around. bag. Well, they're swimming around. Well, some of these were swamp creatures. They were on land. There were four packs. I'm sorry, bags. Probably get a burrito bowl, chicken. <laughs> chicken? Black beans. Guac? Yeah, you know, I deserve it. Yeah, you do deserve it. Treat yourself. Thanks. To quote um, the TV show. David, there was a 12-inch line of figures. Yeah. <laughs> the standard Star Wars figures are three and three-quarter inches tall. Cool, 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 cool. Fully plastic. Okay. 12 inch is sort of a G.I. Joe scale. Posable. Oh, 12 inch is like a big one, right? Right. right so right. it's a larger, posable with real cloth. In England, clothing. he was called Action Man. Well, that was a different character. Yeah, I know. But it was, I know it was your equivalent. It was our equivalent, exactly. But Action Man has been reconciled into the G.I. Joe timeline at, at points. 
That's weird. They almost did an Action Man movie. I had an Action Man that swam. He had flippers. Yeah. Yeah, and he would he would he would do the front crawl if you wound them up. Uh, Action Man was almost going to be in G.I. Joe: Rise of Cobra because they wanted to appeal more to European audiences. So, like, some English guy would play him. Yeah, I can't remember who it was going to be. Yeah. Um, the twelve-inch figures. It's it's a more expensive line, right? It's more of a collector scale, and so whereas the main figures they'll cover anybody and everybody. This is like the heavy hitters because you're not going to buy all the twelve inchers, right? Okay. So you got your Anakin's, your battle droids, of course your Chancellor Valorums. <laughs> Of course. But, but outside thing. of that, outside of that, I mean, look, it's a pretty short list, all considering compared to other lists, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sebulba, Qui-Gon, yeah, Pit yeah, Droids, Mace Windu, characters. Jar Jar, yeah, yeah. Darth Maul. Pit Droids. The main ten, pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. But one character snuck in here. Okay. As if a message to us, a time capsule from the past. They were like, mm, in 16 years, someone's going to make a podcast about gonna this movie. They're going to present... A deconstruction of this film. They saw us in the theaters, in our respective theaters. Yeah. And like, there they are. This is an expensive item. And not only did they say, oh, we're going to make it a 12-incher, we're going to make it a deluxe electronic 12-incher. Ooh, usually reserved only for Darth Maul, Jar Jar, Qui-Gon. Right? I can't believe Jar Jar made that list. It's crazy. Three electronics. Oh, and C-3 here. There are four electronics. Heavy hitters, right? They snuck one more electronic under the radar. Who the fuck do you think it was, David? Captain Panaka? Electronic. Are you crazy? Talking. Holy shit. PC 14. That's crazy. Look at her. She looks beautiful. It speaks five phrases from the movie. All five phrases. You can reenact every line Probably of dialogue in PC 14. Probably in Lindsay Duncan's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, David. This is crazy. I wouldn't have predicted this in 1,000 years. I told you I had a good ending. Uh, it is a good ending. That is a good ending. I feel ending. so good right Who now. Who would think it comes with the little silver tray? says five phrases. says, I'm TC14 at your service. My master will be with you shortly. We are greatly, there's a misspelling. It says, greatly honored by your visit. Make yourself comfortable this way, ambassador. Wow. So anytime you want to stage an ambassador's visit with your video, with your action figures. Now, TC14 was $29.99. That's pretty cheap. But they knew at the time also that this was like a more niche item. This is for the diehards. They were waiting for us to get it later. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to track one down at a good price for your birthday. Just so you know, that's a nice birthday thing. That will act, that would actually make my birthday. I know. I'm trying to get two of them. That's why it's taking me a little while. Because <laughs> I'm trying to find two at a good price. Because I need one too. Obviously, yeah. it's like when the siblings both had to read Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and so the parents would just have to buy two books. Yeah. 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 Uh, and quickly to close the um, book on uh, Rebel Scum before we go back to eBay, and I, I purchase this lot. Yeah. Um, I just want to quickly uh, uh, show um, where is it here. Uh, Rebel Scum, a very, very uh, extensive um, and thorough uh, archive of all the merchandise. Where is this? Yeah. Uh, so you can you can see the different companies, different toys, different lines, right? Lego. There were a lot of Lego sets for Phantom Menace. Sure. So I clicked. I was like, maybe there's a good Lego item to look at. This is their full page for Lego. Every other page, you click on Hasbro, it's 17 pages, all the items, categorized pictures, details and accessories. It says, unfortunately... Lego has advised us they do not value the Star Wars collector that buys Star Wars Lego as much as the Lego fan that buys Star Wars Lego. We don't believe it serves our community well and no longer dedicate resources to covering Star Wars Lego. Lego is the trademark of Lego Group of Companies, which does not sponsor, authorize, or endorse this site. What the fuck happened between Rebel Scum and Lego? L- let's be honest. Yeah. Lego's better than everyone else. Yeah, no question. And they act like it. That's clearly what's happening here. They don't make Star Wars toys. They make Legos. 
And maybe they make Legos that look like Star Wars toys, and that's cool. But they're Legos, first and foremost. Rebel Scum got in some big fight with him, or I don't know, whatever. You're just silent right now. I'm looking at these two lots because we got to end this episode, and I gotta, I gotta buy one of these two. Why won't you buy the one? It's Thirty bucks, no shipping. Thirty bucks, no shipping versus seventeen bucks, no shipping. But this is almost twice as many. It's twice, yeah. It's more than twice and as there many. And no duplicates. Largest collection on eBay. Uh, pictures just for reference. Small box. You don't know which ones you're gonna get. You know what? I'll fucking buy it and we'll open it up and we'll see which characters I got. Right? And I'll, yeah, hopefully I'll find the content creator. If not, I have to buy a new one. God, I'm doing this. Jesus Christ. You don't have to do this. No, I'm doing it. Money makes me really uncomfortable. Me too. Like having it makes me uncomfortable and I have to spend it on garbage. You should give me a bunch. Yeah, I should give you a bunch. Can I talk about something really annoying as I'm checking out on PayPal? Go ahead. Uh, yesterday I was with some friends drinking outside. A guy okay. comes up. Very clean looking. Trendy haircut. Stuff shaved into the side. He's like, I'm so sorry to bother you, and I'm really embarrassed to do this. I told myself I'd never do this. I want you to know how much it humbles me to have to. I'm a veteran. I just got back from two tours in Afghanistan. Okay. Um, I'm staying with my brother. I live in Brooklyn. I'm staying with my brother. I have a baby. He was throwing so much information at once. Right, right, right. And he went, I got stuck here because everything's so expensive in Brooklyn. I came here to buy diapers for my baby. Turns out I don't have any money. I gave $100 to a guy yesterday. I feel like an idiot for doing that. I just need $17 to buy diapers. All that spiel. And it was such an overload that's, of Yeah, specifics. that's a real information overload. I'm there with my friend Alejandro. Oh, Ali. How you doing? Uh, he's doing well. Good. Thanks for asking. And uh, we both are just like, fuck, and like give him $2. Okay. Yeah. We give him a combined $4. Sure. Okay? And he looks at it and he goes, oh, I'm still like, $13 short. I mean, by his math, that's correct. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, okay. Jesus Christ. And walks away like we're assholes for giving him money. <laughs> and the second we walked away, we were like, well, that guy was bullshitting too. Yeah, yeah he doesn't, he's not going to buy diapers. No guy who served tours had skin like this man. I'm talking the most beautiful, unblemished skin I have ever seen. Griffin. And his story is he gave $100 to a guy the day before. Producer Ben has his, handle on the door, his hand on the door handle. He wants to get He's open the door. That's not a comedy bang-bang sound effect. That's Producer Ben just walked out. He is left. He doesn't like what's going on in this podcast. Well, Hi, I have Benny. officially purchased a $30 lot of Comtech chips. So get ready. I think we got two episodes left of this, right? I think we have two max left. Yeah. Uh, this show will continue. Uh, oh, my God. We'll cover other things. Um, I think maybe, you know, we're listening to fans and what they want. It sounds like judging the judge is probably the most popular pick right now. I mean, you mean of any media property in existence, right? Of now. any media property yeah. that we could potentially cover, David Dobkin's The Judge starring Robert Downey Jr., Vera Farmiga, <laughs> and Robert Duvall in, you know, in an Academy Award-nominated performance. My, my favorite thing about The Judge is the trailer you know, lists everyone, and yeah. it's like Academy Award nominee Robert yep. Downey Jr., Academy Award nominee Vera Farmiga, Vincent D'Onofrio, Academy Award winner Robert. <laughs> D- He's the Vincent, yeah. and it's, there's more people in oh, this. Oh, and cast. Academy Award winner Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio gets nothing yeah. before his name. 
Well, it's a real sad state of affairs. All for listening to the show. Uh, thanks, of course, a friend of the show, Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh, you're an Oscar Vinny, nominee in our hearts. Vinny, come right on this show right now and talk to us about playing Wilson Fisk. Uh, yeah, God, what a good performance. Just a tremendous performance. Uh, well, I've had a terrible time recording this episode. I have had a delightful time recording this episode. The only thing that bummed me out was Ben's face. <laughs> yeah. Ben's sad, mournful face. Uh, Ben's stupid doo-doo face. <laughs> His face looks like someone took a doo-doo. And then the doo-doo had eyes. I can't wait for this to be over. I am going to, look, mm-hmm. I'll promise you, mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks, mm-hmm. I am going to go to Google.com. Yeah. And I'm going to put in Star Wars. It's the one thing I haven't done so far in my mm-hmm. research. And just double check that there isn't anything else. Well, just because he had such an epic plan for this saga, it's like maybe he adapted it into a comic book the way Joss yeah. Whedon did maybe with the, season seven it, of Buffy. Yeah, maybe there's something we Was can, that season seven? It was seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, no, it was eight. Sorry. Oh, I was so close. Season seven is the last televised season yeah. of Buffy. Um, something. Maybe something, you know? Yeah. Because I, I would love to hear or see and some just get a sense of what his larger vision was for the story. And, and you know, the Wikipedia is always talking about the expanded universe and all this stuff and Han Solo. So, like, you know, maybe there's something about that guy. I don't know. I, I got to say, I don't like the cut of this Han Solo's jib. No, he looks like, like a slimy character. He looks like a real douchebag. If trading cards on a digital app are anything to go off of, this guy has no cultural stickiness. Um, well, thank you all for listening. Uh, I've been David Sims. Oh, I've been uh, Griffin Newman. Um... Uh, uh, thank you all and uh, as always uh, I I don't want to grow up on my toys for us bye guys bye